Good afternoon. You're listening to Random Sage with Marianne from Revealing Light. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world when you're watching. Thanks for joining me, listeners. Uh, I'm here today to talk about what is dominating headlines, certainly in the US, to a lesser extent elsewhere, uh, and that is the indictment finally of the ex-president Donald Trump. There's been all sorts of reactions um, and some of them quite triggering, some of them quite disappointing, some of them quite predictable since it was announced that he was indicted by the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg and his team of investigators and prosecutors I don't need uh, to say, you all know this is an unprecedented event in the history of the US. Unprecedented, yes. Predictable, yes. It was certainly that. If we think back uh, through over the Trump years and, and, and prior to him becoming the um, President of the United States of America, uh, Trump always flirted with the law. We always heard those stories when he was um, making a name for himself in in New York. Ironically, Manhattan is his uh, is his stomping ground. And I said in one of my uh, videos on YouTube that it's ironic indeed that uh, the arguable crimes that Trump may have committed over the years prior to becoming the Republican nom nominee and then, of course, the uh, President of the United States, uh, he just arguably, <laughs> these crimes, <laughs> got away with. Got away with. We all heard the stories. We know that New Yorkers knew him, knew who he was, before he ascended into the Oval Office. He was most notably known for being a con artist, a man who had supposedly made millions, though we never really knew the true extent of his finances, but lost it and become bankrupt just as quickly. Yet, here was, uh, here was such a man um, now heading in two, 2016 for the nomination of the um, what is known as a conservative, the conservative side of politics. Well, that is probably a <laughs> misnomer, isn't it? There is nothing and never has been anything conservative about Donald Trump. He is a... He has been accused multiple times of sexual assault and rape. In fact, he is uh, before the courts, I think, later on in, in, in April in a civil suit with the uh, writer E. Jean Carroll, who um, has accused Donald Trump of raping her decades ago. He's before the courts, oh, so many civil suits and under so many investigations. And, of course, we know that the Trump organisation was 
criminally convicted by the same Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, uh, in 2022. It shouldn't come as a surprise that he's run afoul of, or he may have, of course he is innocent until proven guilty, he may have run afoul of the law. In this case, we, we really don't know what the indictment is. We are all assuming it has to do with hush money paid to an adult actress, Stormy Daniels, and another um, another woman, Karen McDougall, uh, paid in 2016 prior to the election um, to really keep these matters quiet. And his own fix-it, Mr. Fix-it lawyer, Michael Cohen, went to jail for this for this crime. So we know a crime has been committed. He was referred to as individual one in the in that indictment. It shouldn't be a surprise. Unless unless that he's been indicted, unless you believe that he is above the law. So we have the usual band of cowards on the Republican side of politics in the US. Indeed, I, I, I think given half a chance, the same type of politicians in, in other Western countries would be saying the same thing. Ah, oh, this was uh, a matter between Trump and his family and this this isn't that no crime has been committed it was just after all an extortion attempt by a porn actress porn star and he paid the money rather than hurt his wife well that kind of argument would go down quite nicely with all the men who may have been tempted or who have done similar things it was a momentary lapse this is the kinds of arguments that they're making. But, of course, we know that this is just more of the BS we've heard from Trump and his supporters and the Republican politicians. I go to his vice president, who was um, had the January 6th riders caught up with him, would have been hung. Certainly, they would have tried. They had a, ha they had a made a gallows, yet... Here is Mike Pence defending. It's an outrage. It's an outrage. Lindsey Graham, who was quite happy to make a phone call to Georgia and ask the Secretary of State find some votes for Mr. Trump. Lindsey Graham, a former JAG prosecutor, Armed Forces Prosecutor, Navy Prosecutor, made that call. One can only wonder the depths at which these people have fallen to. I watched an interview with Ari Melba, a former prosecutor, lawyer, uh, and Tony Swartz, who, who wrote or co-wrote The Art of the Deal. For, well, he wrote. I don't think Donald Trump wrote anything. Tony Swartz 
listened to Donald Trump's story and wrote that book for him. He donated the profits of that book to charity because he quite honestly said, if I had have known that I would have created such a monster as Donald Trump, I would never have, have, have done that, written that book, participated in that book at all. And uh, he was interviewed today and he said Donald Trump has taken half of America to a dark side. Half America that is okay with lying. Half of America that is okay with dog whistling to um, domestic terrorists and militia groups. That's okay with storming their Congress and trying to change, illegally change the results of a fair and democratic election. They're okay with all of that and they're okay with, you know, you hear them talk about states' rights, states' rights, but they're okay with trying to interfere in Alvin Bragg, New York, Manhattan DA in New York, his case. They're okay with trying to interfere with that, where they have no rights and no jurisdiction and they are going perilously close to obstruction of justice. They're okay with doing all of that. They're okay with flirting and maybe even breaking the law for Donald Trump, just like Michael Cohen was, just like Alan Weiselberg, who is sitting in Rikers right now, his chief financial officer, just like Paul Manafort, who did spend time in prison. And countless lawyers around Trump, Giuliani, Eastman, they're okay with subterfuge and potential potential criminal actions. I say potential, they haven't been charged yet. But the Department of Justice in America has hired a special counsel, Jack Smith, and he's investigating a whole raft of matters to do with Donald Trump and those around him and the events of January 6th, along with the theft of classified documents, top secret documents, and then refusing to give them back, obstruction of justice. These are all matters that Trump is being investigated for and those around him. Is it any surprise that those of his allies would affect this moral outrage. Yet we know even the anchors on Fox News, his biggest sycophants, said privately how much they disliked Trump, how much they knew he was lying. But they were powerless to do anything about it because his base was their clientele. It is the same with the Republican politicians who are most vigorously defending, trying to interfere in the course of justice. It is the same deal. It is Donald Trump's base that is also their base. And so what you're seeing is probably in my living memory the most cowardly display of politics that I can ever I can ever remember, except if you go to 
Nazi Germany. Well, I wasn't alive then, but I could imagine that some of Hitler's circle, some of Hitler's politicians, although I think he disposed of those that were of no use to him fairly quickly, but it's the same thing. Tony Swartz today, the author, called Donald Trump a despot, and that's exactly what he is. But surprise and moral outrage, come on, come on. The Trump years have been hard on everybody. I began my YouTube channel because I was morally outraged that someone like this could become the President of the United States. But I watched in dismay as what, as the move, the Donald Trump, the MAGA movement began to take off in the United States, it began to hemorrhage to other countries, to Canada, to the United Kingdom, and to my own home country of Australia. Yes, we still have, we still have Maker, Make America Great Again, people marching with Trump flags here in Australia. Can you believe it? But I will say this. It is evident in countries like Australia that we, we vote unanimously in the majority for stability and for to shun and avoid these despots, to shun and avoid these extremists. We do not want to jeopardise our future by giving this regressive regressive and aggressive destabilising force a foot up here in Australia. We reject that wholesale, wholesale rejection. And that was shown very clearly when those type of politicians were booted out of our parliament in the last election. Can the same thing happen in America? I believe it can. It may take some time, but there is change. America is a nation of three, what is it, 330 million people. It, its democracy is archaic in a way to those of us who look in. There is still the electoral college where a president can lose the popular vote but still become the president of the United States. Where countries, where states that are sparsely populated and poor and regressive can hold sway over highly populated progressive states. They're holding them back. I spoke to uh, another, another social scientist um, and also... Uh, political tarot reader Lena Rodriguez this morning. She brought up Indonesia as an example of a huge population of people that vote for stability. They vote for the moderate, the moderate candidates. And the reason they do that is because they've seen in the provinces where the Extreme politicians 
are being elected. Those provinces are the poor, among the poorest in Indonesia. In the more moderate provinces, in the in the, the majority, they vote for progression, moderation, and stability. And they do that because they're the wealth and the economic their economic health is tied up in that progression. So in the United States, we have the red states, the Republican states amongst the poorest in the United States, and the blue states, the progressive, the highly populated, numbering in the top, uh, the top economies. I think California is within the top 10 economies in, in the world. Texas, of course, is a red state, very oil-rich state. But nevertheless, we're seeing policies coming out of Texas that are extremely regressive. We don't go backwards. We never go backwards. We always go forwards. And so that is why, as the younger generation come through, I'm confident that the United States can sort its passage out, its right of passage out. And it won't be to regressive despots like Donald Trump. It will be toward moderation and policies that will take the country forward. To do otherwise would be to destroy the very lifestyle that many United States citizens have taken. Well, I won't say taken for granted. There is a huge divide in the United States between the rich and the poor. Many work three and two, three jobs just to, to get by. And that's another reason why they won't be voting for an indicted ex-president that grifts off his base and wears and and uses that money to do his plane up with gold seatbelts. Or states that vote to defund their libraries. We know that education is aligned with, with economic development. We are not stupid, even though the Republican politicians and their MAGA base to get behind an indicted, criminally indicted former president under multiple investigations that dog whistles to domestic terrorists where people die. Your insanity will not bring us down. And so ultimately, you will be defeated. A lot of people are quoting um, Martin Luther King today because we are also contemplating patience. This indictment of the former president, the ex-president, 
the trial won't likely be, if it does go to trial, won't be for another, at least another 12 months. But there'll be more indictments coming over the next months as the Department of Justice moves to bring accountability to obstruction of justice, of classified documents, and most importantly, the events that led to an attempted coup in the United States in 2020. We are looking to King and we are remembering and quoting and thinking about the idea of patience. The arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice, he said. Former President Barack Obama often quoted that particular line. And it's all about patience, but it's all also all about relief. Many of us, while we were not gloating, we were joyfully reveling in our relief and release that an indictment was finally being brought against the former president. So we'll see more of this utter nonsense, utter BS from the likes of Senator Graham, the MAGA Republicans in Congress, the senators, the Trump Fed senators, because Donald Trump's base is their base. And until they divorce themselves from him, they will continue to try and interfere with the course of justice to hold you back into their aggression, to hold you back so you join their fear, because it is fear of progress, they will try to hold you back with them instead of trying to do better. I always look for the higher, um, the higher meaning in the reasons for our, the issues, events, trials and tribulations that we experience and I often find them in a direct conversation with spirit. And so I want to ask, why the despot Trump? Why the despot Trump? And why America? Why the despot Trump? And why America? <laughs> it was... America, we've often looked toward America as though they have everything they wish for. Whatever you dream, you can actualize, or so we thought. So they've actually actualized someone like Donald Trump. Donald Trump, who promised to deliver on people's dreams. Donald Trump, the cult leader, I love you. You love me, I love you. You're very good people. This is a manifestation. I nearly said this is an infestation. 
It is allowing also those forces that I've described today to win. It's a need to look to look at this in a different way. It's a need to stop and see what we've created, what we've allowed to dominate, what we've manifested, what has infested American politics. Patience. Something coming to fruition in time. And that's why I believe that the ship, the American ship of state, will right itself. I saw a clairvoyant image of a large ship. I'm not sure why Spirit gave me that image, but it was very, very clear. But the ship was stable and it was at anchor. I think the United States is at the end of a cycle and the beginning of something new. But just like the delivery room, it is perilous. The moment of birth is perilous. There is division about ending this cycle. Some aren't ready to. Some aren't at that place of learning yet. They are still in a place of fear. And so there's this division, this highly partisan and divided country. There's a lot of regret. If there's one thing I know as an Australian is the depths of the feeling that Americans have about this situation. Many on the indictment of the former president were sad that it had come to this. Many are regretting the Trump years. Many are regretting the highly divided state of their country. There's heartbreak here. But we all need boundaries. We all need that tap on the shoulder. And we all need to be reminded even of something as simple as civility. I often say to my viewers that, my listeners, that I never give up hope. I never give up hope that what need, what is buried will come to the surface so that we can look at it, learn from it and change it. But first, we have the destruction of the old to make way for the new. There is truth to come forward. And there is work to be done before a new start is actualized in the US. Now is not the time, as I keep saying, to give up or become complacent. Now I'm going to ask God, 
Spirit, Lord Buddha, Goddess, Great Spirit. For a final message that you can take away after listening to this podcast. <laughs> when the weavers built the sun, something indeed is being created here. Even if it doesn't feel like it, it is. We are getting to see what is underneath the lizard's skin, underneath the skin. We will see both the good, the bad, the ugly, the brave and the cowardly. And it does feel like that tower moment. It does feel that things are falling from the sky. However, this will bring us back to ourselves. We will know who we are. And so this is a question of America. America's identity is evolving. It may be painful, but it is evolution nevertheless. Thank you for tuning in, viewers. I'll be back again. <laughs> semi-weekly a week or two weeks with another podcast but it is a momentous time in the United States and I wanted to mark the indictment of the ex-president with some deeper thought and move away from the rhetoric so I hope you've enjoyed that today thank you for tuning in <laughs>